Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace. This episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Hi, I'm Mark, and again, thanks for joining me uh, in this weekly uh, journey through leadership and safety, and how to me, safety is that gateway into good leadership. When you care about people, that's the beginning, and caring about people, there's really no better way to care than to make sure people are safe, that people are healthy when they come to work. So a little bit about the podcast there. Let's let's jump in. So I had a really interesting week. I was able to, one of the things I've been working on is some leadership tools and assessments that I feel are valuable. So I'm getting certified in a few of those, uh, finally, after years doing some, some work there to really focus on leadership uh, more, than, more the, than technical safety. And let me begin with, nothing is better than good engineering. If we can prevent the injury through good engineering, if we can eliminate, fix, substitute, you know, the hierarchy, uh, if we're able to get rid of the hazard altogether, that is the best way. That is the only way. That is the way that we should be focused as safety people. And most of us are. Most of us as leaders, we walk out and we our first thought is not how do we train someone different, not how do we uh, put PPE on someone, but is there a way to physically separate and never let that person touch that hazard? Or is there a way that we get rid of that hazard? Or is there an engineering fix that reduces the severity of what that hazard could do? That's number one. That's what we go out there and focus on. Now, those organizations without safety people or without that type of thinking may not. So beside that, we're going to move beyond. We're going to say we're beyond that. We're going to take this one. We're going to consider this more of the, uh, for those that want to take the safety and take our ability to work with people, take it to the next level and really focus on that great leadership and great communication that a system needs to be able to continue to grow in part of that continuous improvement cycle. I love the idea that in me personally, so I'm stepping back here just one step before I prep this, is our, as a safety professional in my career, there's been a lot of times that I have, we've put into place the organizations, not just me, but there, there's team effort there, of course, <laughs> to put into place a fix for a hazard, 
once that fix is in place, you pat yourself on the back a little bit. You congratulate yourself and you move on and you go on to the next thing that you need to be working on. And part of that continuous improvement or that cycle is to at some point verify that that fix is still in place and still working. And I've been shocked over my career how many times you walk out there and you see that it's changed or it's not being used or it's broken or not functioning the way it should. And you have to rethink it, that it isn't working. And you wonder how long has it not been working? And you start asking people like, hey, how did that go? What I'm just now doing a follow up on it as I'm supposed to within like a 30 day period, whatever. And you find out, well, it's maybe from day one or day 12 that hasn't been in place, or maybe they were never shown what it was for or explained. And you you do the proverbial slap on the forehead and go, oh my gosh, how did this happen? And one of the items that I've really focused on recently and is that we can't fix it unless we know about it. That if something has gone wrong, if something has changed that's outside the normal, we want to know about it, not so that we can correct a behavior, so we can look at what, like, did the guard fall off and now we need maintenance to come out and fix it? If you don't tell us, there's only a certain set of eyes that see it every day. So how do we get that level of communication? How do we build that level of trust, that level of communication into our process so that we learn when something isn't right, so we can fix it. And again, this is that that great assumption of that we're out there trying and we're out there wanting to make it better. And we are. We're out there doing that work, trying to make sure that we do what we can. Is it ever enough? No, probably not. We always can do more, but you can't do it all at once either. You can't make it all magically get better tomorrow. And we keep making that move forward. And that's hard to come to terms with sometimes. But so I, one of the assessments that I'm now certified in is to do a FIRO, so a Fundamental Interpersonal Relations Orientation. And I really liked that assessment because it looks at your wants and your needs. It looks at how much control do you want, how much control do you give, how much inclusion when people are getting groups together at work or in personal life. When they're getting groups together, how much do you want? How much do you give? And then affection. So of caring and warmness to towards others. How much do you give? How much do you want back? And it shows that the human element is, again, the most complex element we work with in the workplace. It is more complex than any machine. It is more important than any machine. It has more at stake than any machine. And it... it, it has infinite amount of variations that we have to work with. And to think that as when we put our leaders out there and we as leaders, when we're out there to think that it's a one approach works all the time is not true. The approach that works best is the approach that touches the person that you need to communicate with. And that's what makes those walk arounds or those one-on-one -on -one interactions, even if they're brief, even if they're short, meaningful. Because we don't know. So, for instance, how much control does that person want from us? Are they someone who needs a lot of granularity? Are they happy with that level of granularity? Or do they want to know what the key mission criticals are and let them go and do their job? So maybe we reiterate. And, of course, here we go. We have to put the message that is most important 
out first and frequently. It's first and frequent safety. This mission is not successful unless we're safe. And it's amazing how many times during an, a debrief in my career, during like an accident debrief that still shocks me at times to hear it, is when we're doing a debrief and, and someone says, well, you know, that was, we were successful. We got the job done. No, the person was hurt. There, there was nothing successful about what we just did. And to under for our team to do they understand it? Do they understand our mission critical goals as we are doing it? And I think that step one is have we communicated what is important to accomplish this job with success? What does success look like when we do our job? And if you were to go out or if anyone was to go out and ask your team or to ask someone in your organization, what does success look like in your job? Or what does success look like on this project or on this, uh, on this work today or at the end of the shift or at the end of the, the reporting period? Maybe it's an hourly where we do a, a check of what we're doing. What does success look like? Would your team, would that team answer, first of all, no one gets hurt? Hmm. It's an interesting thought. Let's go deeper with that. When we come back in just a moment with the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. It's time to rehumanize the workplace. Having the means and methods to engage and empower your team is more important than ever. Fortunately, TSD Amalgamated is here for you. They focus on better understanding your organization's culture through team building, safety auditing, personal assessments, leadership training, and compliance-based systems. Their staff has the training, knowledge, and experience to help you achieve safety, compliance, and beyond. Visit tsdamalgamated.com for more information. And welcome back to the second half of our Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. This week, we started off talking a little bit about hazards and engineering and, and how do we approach when we know about a hazard. It evolved into really what the point that I wanted to get into was communication and how we react and how our behaviors within the organization are used to make that communication because the whole point is that once we start putting things in place, we start having the engineering, we start having these conversations, how do we keep them going? How do we keep people motivated within our workplace to keep communicating? Because sometimes it can feel like it's a lot of communication, maybe one way without a lot of two way back. And so we looked at the idea uh, or looking at the assessment program that I've just started exploring, and that was the FIRO, which is really looking at f the fundamentals of interpersonal relationships. And it's categorized in three ways. It's inclusion, it's control, and it's affection. So we talked a little bit about control, how much control is needed based on the person that you're working with. And it's very different. In a manufacturing environment, we have very specific standard work. If you're maybe in more of an IT environment and they're exploring and learning and doing, it's a different style. Uh, when you look at any type of industry, there could be a different style of control. But to take it one step further, the individuals that we interact with, whether it's as leaders 
as influencers, as supervisors, as safety people, as HR people, or as just someone who cares about each other in the workplace, it changes the way that we want, the way that we express our feelings, and then what we want back is part of that feedback to communication. And that's where the FIRO is really eye-opening to some of those dynamics. Because again, our people, and I, me as a person, we as people, we are so complex. And we have so many different things that we bring into the workforce, both good and bad. And I see it mostly as good of the experiences and the processes and the ideas that we bring into the workplace. How do we engage them? And again, that idea of we can't fix it unless we know about it. If something has gone wrong, if something has changed, how do we know? How are we communicating? And so we started off with the second part of really what the FIRO experience explores, and that is control. How much control does someone express? So I, as a leader or an influencer or as a supervisor, how much control do I feel comfortable giving? Is it very little or is it a whole lot? And then those who I'm interacting with, it's not just people who work for me, but anyone I interact with, either on a personal or professional level, how much control do they want in return? And am I Am I not giving them enough? Am I giving too much? The other component that we look at and I think is really important is affection. And that sounds like a very warm and almost outside of work term. But when we think about it, it's the warmness. It's how much we praise, how much we give uh, to people and openly happiness in a way of what we project to someone. And to me, safety is very much an affection-style item. We have to care about a human being to assure that they have everything they need to work safely. If we don't care, then how can we expect them to care? How do we expect to progress the workplace? And so how much affection am I willing to give? Do I really hold that out there? And for me, I'm going to just put it out there. I'm a medium in affection. I, I give what kind of, it says in the, in the book, when you're reading kind of through the, the profile of the assessment is I give what is enough for the situation. It's not just gushing out of me, but there's enough for the situation in return. I actually want more affection than what I give. I want to hear praises. So at, at home, I want to have that, that love for my family at work. I want to hear about the good things I'm doing. I want to be told that, hey, that's the way it should be done. You've, you've done well. You've made success. How much does your team need to be able to function well? And how much are you giving to meet that? And there's going to be individuals. Some are going to need very little. Some are going to need a whole lot more. It balances. Are you giving it at all? Especially with safety. That reminder, that first, foremost, and frequently that we're talking about when what is most important, what is our mission critical, number one is safety. We have to remind our team that we do care, and that is part of that. How is your safety today? I'm glad you're working safe. I know that sounds silly at times that we say that to people, and it does. Some, you look at someone and you go, you know, I appreciate what you're doing here. And they look at you like, well, I'm just trying to keep myself safe. Maybe they don't need as much. But there's someone else potentially who needs to hear it.
And sometimes we have to overdo it. That's even though over when I think of this analogy, let's think of it this way. The giving is a watering bucket and the receiving end is a flower bed. How much water is in your watering can and how many flowers do you have? You can underwater, you can overwater, you can uh, hit it right in the middle. In this case, our flowers probably can handle a little bit of overwatering and survive. If we water way too much, it does become to seem disingenuine and people will, could lead to lack of trust because it's too much. It just seems fake. It doesn't seem real. And for you, it could be real. You could be that person that loves, that gives and has it available to give. We have to balance that. And I've found that very interesting, especially when we talk about safety and how much we care about our team. Because there is a realistic view, and this is going to sound harsh, but it's the truth. Do I care about the safety of my closest, closest family and friends more than I would care about the safety of a stranger? Yeah, that's just truth. I, I, I'm not going to lie about that. Do I still care about the safety of the stranger? Yes. Do I care as much as my closest friends and family? No. So there's a point where it would seem disingenuine and we have to be able to find that balance of how much are we giving to how much they need to meet that motivational need to work safely, not just work safely, but communicate about safety. If something is wrong, the guard fell off. This machine is broken. The The walkway has a big hole in it. There's a pothole here. How do we have to build that, that communication through affection, through that interpersonal relationship. So thanks for joining me this week on the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Super happy that you have joined me for another episode. Uh, one thing, I'll just do a shameless plug here. If you or your team is interested in learning more about leadership and safety and leadership, I'm available. Would love to help. Would love to partner with you in doing that. And really hope that you find some enrichment through learning more about people and behaviors. Until next time we chat, stay safe. listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice.
This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.